and control of what you listen to, where you start and where you finish. Only you know what you like and what you don't like. It's fine to admit that you simply don't get a piece. Sometimes music takes time to get to know, or sometimes you'll just never be friends. 4. There is no one correct way to listen to classical music, or any other kind of music, because it's an intensely personal business. Discovery Discovery is the name given to the London Symphony Orchestra Education and Outreach Department by its founder, Richard McNichol, my mentor and music education guru. He chose this name because for him, that's the best way for people to connect with music, when they make the discovery themselves. This is your guide to discovering music. Richard told me a story which illustrates the importance of feeling that music belongs to you. He encouraged a group of children to create music based loosely on ideas taken from a piece for full orchestra by the great Russian composer Igor Stravinsky. The children worked on the pieces for weeks before performing them to their schoolmates. At the end of the project, the schoolchildren attended a concert of Stravinsky's work. After the concert, a young boy spoke to Richard and asked him, Here, mister, how did that Stravinsky know our music? I was lucky enough to work closely with Richard for two years at the LSO, watching how he brought people to music and not the other way round. An overly didactic approach often fails with music because I can't make you like something. I can only point you in the direction of it and hope that you hear what I hear. I also hope that through using this book you will come to feel that music does indeed belong to everyone and that much of this wonderful repertoire can be yours. There's no instant answer to understanding or knowing about classical music. The first step is building a positive relationship with the music. Inexplicably, certain works have a hold on me and refuse to let go. I could listen to Bach's Mass in B minor every day without growing tired, whereas some pieces, although fascinating, don't put down roots in the way that a truly great work does. What appeals to me might not appeal to you, and although I do make recommendations in this book, I'm aware that my evangelism for a piece may fall on stony ground. This book is not a prescriptive list of works that you should appreciate. The purpose is to give you the tools to make your own discoveries. Most people struggle with pieces that are too complex or simply not tuneful enough for their taste. Length and complexity are factors in limiting appreciation of music but there is much to recommend on the musical nursery slopes before you tackle the great summits. Music appreciation is as subjective as any other artistic discipline, because our brains are changed by any musical experience we have during our lives, and that in turn affects how we listen to new pieces. Although I make a case for the importance of a little background research in Chapter 4, there is no right way to listen to Mozart, and there never will be. You should not feel that Mozart is somehow superhuman and therefore beyond your comprehension. I have seen time and time again how anyone can learn to appreciate music. During my years working for English National Opera's Bayliss programme, their community and education wing, I was sent to schools in deprived areas of London. From Hackney to the less salubrious parts of Ealing, if there was a school whose pupils knew nothing of opera, then I'd be sent there armed only with a score, an opera singer and a repetiteur, 
official term for an opera rehearsal pianist. What I observed was the dramatic effect these workshops had on students' attitudes towards opera. One of the most striking examples of the success of this practical approach to learning about music was working with some young homeless people at St Martin in the Fields. We brought a singer from the ENO chorus to sing Visi d'Arte, I Lived for Art, from Verdi's Tosca. For most people, it's rare to get so intimate with a voice that has been trained to fill every corner of an opera house. It's like standing next to a jumbo jet on a runway, though it does sound a bit better. Huddled round in their slightly shabby canteen, drinking strong sugary tea from polystyrene cups, these young people were profoundly...